Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with ID. It's such a pleasure and honor to be here. I'm grateful to God for life. I'm also grateful to you, worthy listeners, for tuning in to this beautiful station and also to MTN for providing great support to bring this laudable program to you, to learn from you equally. I want to thank you most sincerely for the feedback. I mean, coming from... Um, the last episode where we talked about uh, finances and managing finances, where I also shared my personal experience and what I'd learned from the Jewish culture. I thought it, you know, very necessary to look into an aspect that would make some of us either want to start and not, and let's begin to speak to ourselves so that we will not in any way fall the same set of victims we were in times past. And what is that thing, that single item that creates problems for us, which we may or may not willingly accept, but it become a part of us as individuals? The word is procrastination. Procrastination, like they say, is the thief of time. If you've listened to the messages and what we've done in the last couple of weeks, you'll see that certain key priorities all come from someone doing it takes a thinking head, it takes a willing heart, and it takes a very strong hand to be able to see it through. It's one thing to set your priority, it's one thing to do it. In between, something may come to sweep it off. And what is that thing? It is called procrastination. I believe it is a spirit. So you and I will go into the theater of our hearts to begin to delve into this aspect and knock it off. But before I go into... The theme for this particular episode, I want to, you know, appreciate MTN for, you know, giving this opportunity for us to learn and also be able to, you know, develop ourselves and our lives. Because guess what? It is who you are that will make a better country, a better community, a better family, ultimately a better people. So we are here to support the knowledge base and also at the same time help us to deliver on our set priorities. Friends, it's in our nature as humans that we will defer, that we will say, I will do it some other time. There's also a place to say, do it now. And that's why, you know, the swoosh sign reminds me of a great brand. Just do it. That's what it means. So what is procrastination? As we go through this particular episode, which is understanding procrastination, I want you to be able to talk some things in deep in your spirit and be able to come out of it and say, as long as I have made those priorities, whether it's about my family, my career, my health, my finances, I will not allow procrastination steal my thunder. So what is procrastination? It means putting off intentionally and habitually the doing of something that should be done. As simple as that. It means putting off intentionally and habitually the doing of something that should be done. It voluntarily delays a course of action despite expecting to be worse off for the delay. Do you know that every time you 
Say to yourself, I will do it. And when the time comes for you to do it, you say, mm, maybe, okay, I will do it maybe tomorrow or in an hour, um, in two hours. You are intentionally putting it off. And the more you put it off, you don't have control over the time you've thrown that particular piece into. Many times, young couples run into this because there are telltale signs where they can actually peek between the guy and the lady who is a procrastinator of the two. If you have a guy who, for every reason, you're looking at him and he needs to further his studies or he wants to do something, get into a project, and he tells you, oh, darling, I will do it, and he does that habitually, then that tells you, hey, this man, when he becomes your husband and a father, is going to procrastinate. Same way if you have a, a lady in waiting who is waiting to be the wife. You will see at the point of cutting, at each time she wakes up or she does something, she's like, um, okay, I will. Okay, um, I will. It tells you when she becomes a wife, a mother, that she will become a procrastinator. So procrastinators usually are someone who knows what she or he wants to do, yet doesn't do it. Have I procrastinated? Yes. Do I procrastinate? Yes. But I've said to myself, listen, this is one part of me that I'm just going to knock off. I can tell you, the easiest place to procrastinate is as simple as, let me give you an example, an email. An email comes, you're reading your emails, and as you're reading your emails, you get to a point where you say to yourself, do I respond, do I not? The minute you leave that email, trust me, you're not going to come back to it. Procrastination will tell you, I'll come back. There's a two-minute rule, friends. I learned that way back in my time at Coca-Cola. There was this um, general management talent development um, course we went for. It was in Morocco. They put all of us in different rooms. And it was more or less in almost like a live play of what you experience in the office. And you would have the consultants come in and they role play what your moments will be. First of all, they gave me a bean full of, you know, inbox was full. And then at the same time, I was getting my subordinates come in and tell me, sir, we need you to attend to. They wanted to see how you would manage yourself in time. One of the first rules of engagement I learned from that exercise was a two-minute rule. And the first thing, by way of email etiquette, if an email is not addressed to me and it's only CC'd, it is for my information, not action. So they had this pile of emails that were addressed to me, but most of them were CC'd. I don't know how I had it. It must have been the Holy Spirit that just taught me because I didn't know before then. I just saw that the CCs were so many and the tools were few. So I was addressing the tools and I left the CCs and I ignored them. When we were having the review, one of the things that they said to me was, ID, you'll make a great manager because you delegate and you are able to read and be on top of your game because you don't make other businesses your business. Yes, you scan, but coming from what with the report we're seeing, you got it. So there's a two-minute rule. Between the time you're reading and the response, just do it. Reply that mail if it is addressed to you. If the mail is not addressed to you and you are CC'd, you are not obligated to respond. So at that stage, it's for your information. 
But if it is T-O to you, it's F-Y-A for your action. You need to deal with it. And the minute you don't deal with it, you procrastinate, I'll come back to this mail. Trust me, you'll forget. The next time, you'll either have your boss or you'll have the system say they are waiting for your feedback. And then you just look like, oh my God, I messed up. No, you procrastinated. And when you do it once, you do it twice, you do it a third time, and if someone does not call you out on it, it becomes a habit. And once it becomes a habit, trust me, you become a procrastinator as far as email responses or any form of responses will be. So, who is a procrastinator? Someone who knows what he or she wants to do, yet doesn't do it. I talked about finances in the last episode. I told you about the five jars. The jar, 50% savings. With the other jar would be your tithe. The other jar, forgiving. The other jar, for your investment, which has 20%. Every other one will be 10%. Have you started? You listened to it. You loved it. How many of you have said, at the end of this month, I'm going to start putting away a certain amount of money to save what I want to use for my giving, that I want to serve my neighborhood. If I want to be philanthropic, that 10% of what I earn will go there and I have 20% set aside to invest. In whatever form or shape, this is for my investment and I'm piling it. If you don't do it by the end of this month when your salary hits or whatever form of income comes, you're a procrastinator. It can affect our work, friends. It can affect our personal lives and more importantly, our success. People may disguise avoidance by procrastinating, by thinking that they are very busy. Do you know that so many busy people, they use busyness and the busyness here is B-U-S-Y hyphen N-E-S-S. Busyness to deceive themselves, not people. Oh, I'm very busy. You are a procrastinator. The truth is you are not busy. You're just not able to manage yourself in time. People may find things to do that are interesting or even useful, but don't contribute towards the main goal. So procrastination involves feelings of anxiety, stress, guilt, shame, and if you may, sometimes depression, friends. You may actually be in a state of depression, but you may not realize it. And one way to see through that is the fact that you procrastinate. Now, procrastination in simple words, like I said, is to put off intentionally and habitually. But what does it take to be a procrastinator? It just means deferring what you need to do now to another time. As simple as that. So how common is this ill called procrastination? Friends, I kid you not. Even yours truly, I'm also a victim. But we need to work out of it. Procrastination afflicts millions of people and almost always has negative effects on productivity and the sense of well-being. The following are some of the figures from research that have been brought about by virtue of researches and surveys done. 60% of people are moderate procrastinators. 6% of people are frequent procrastinators. 95% of those that were surveyed indicate that they procrastinate occasionally. So where do you sit? Are you a moderate procrastinator? Are you a frequent procrastinator? Or you are an occasional procrastinator? 
all of these will stem from the causes. And these causes come in varied ways. One of which is stress and anxiety. When you are too overwhelmed and worried to even begin working on tasks, it can come from rebellion. You don't want to do it. And so you say, you can't make me do it. And so you procrastinate. It can come. The cause could be difficulty concentrating. How do you sit in a place that is noisy? The phone is ringing. Your desk is cluttered. Etc., etc. This is one cause that will lead people to procrastinate. It could also be the fear of failure. And that's if you don't achieve a certain mark, then you start saying, I'm a failure. Listen, friends, I kid you not. The life we live is a continuum. Nobody has a monopoly of how things will come or how things will change. But one thing you have monopoly of is how you respond to it. So it is you versus you, not you versus any other person. It is how you come through what you have that will determine how you will go through. It is as simple as that. And so when people talk about the fear of failure, you are the only one sitting in that space. Like I did tweet a couple of days ago on my handle, it was a quote from Henry Ford. It reads, and I quote, it says, failure is only the opportunity to begin again. This time, more intelligently. Why is it more intelligently? Because you should have learned. Lessons learned from the previous. You're now going to apply those lessons in this new act and scene. And so you shouldn't repeat the same. But what happens? Many times, we tend to abuse the right to take the lessons or we sheepishly just want to be egocentric. Then, I beg, when you do that, it will haunt you because down the road, when the time comes for you to do what you are meant to do, the fear of failure will creep in without you realizing that failure is only the opportunity to begin again. Never feel bad that you failed on an aspect. What you've done is to understand one way not to do that same activity. But you must learn from it. So which other causes are on the table that may bring procrastination at a beck and call? When you are preoccupied with personal problems, focusing on personal problems like financial difficulty, relationship issues, economic issues, and, you know, social issues. Friends, this can be so gross. It can actually hit you so badly that you become a procrastinator. You don't have the nerve to move on because you believe that the world has failed you or you failed the world. Now, depending on whatever space you find yourself. The other day I was telling a friend of mine that I'm grateful to God for one thing, that God has given me the spirit of contentment. You know, it takes a lot to be a contented human being. Contentment is a big thing. If you don't have it, trust me, you will forever be preoccupied with personal problems because you will always be in that space. I want, I want, I want. You see some other person 
um, maybe a peer in school or someone that was your classmate doing something that is different from yours, you now begin to sit down and say, ah, how I wish, how could he? What is your problem? Don't you realize that this race in life, everyone has a baton. You have to run your own track, focus on your lane, stay in your lane and focus on your lane. And when the time comes, what do you do? That legacy is transferred to another generation. It can be your children. It can be the children that you've raised. It can also be those that have had the privilege of working with you or being around you. What is another cause of procrastination? Lifestyle. Lifestyle. An unhealthy lifestyle, such as improper eating, sleeping habits, and lack of proper exercise, may also result in a person becoming a procrastinator. What other cause can I drop on the table, friends? Lack of self-confidence. You may procrastinate when you are not confident about yourself and your skills and abilities to perform the task. So you see an ad in the papers they're looking for a certain type of person to do a job. You start doubting yourself. How do you doubt? Rather than put pen to paper and put up your CV and send it, you're asking, can I do it? Will I be chosen? Well, let me see. Okay, tomorrow I'll do it. Tomorrow will come. Um, let me ask a few of my friends if they know anybody in that company. You're procrastinating. You know why? Because you don't have self-confidence. You lack it. If you're confident in who you are and with your skin, friends, you will go. You don't need to consult anybody. It's about me, myself, and I. I know me. Self-awareness. Boom. You hit the button and you send it. Waiting go happen, go happen. What's the worst that can happen? They say, no, we don't want you. What it tells you, when one door shuts, another will open. There's always a door. As a matter of fact, I love the fact that there's an effervent door that is open to me. That's what Paul said. Many of us do not realize that opportunities continually smile at us. But what we do, we grin because we think the opportunities are not for us. It's a lack of self-confidence. Bring it on, man. I'm saying to you, whatever it is, once it hits my ears and it gets into my system, I'll say, bring it on. I'll then go through the process of analyzing and saying, is this in line with my set priority? Yes. Is it in line with my destination? Yes. Is it in line with the things that I want to do? Yes. Then I go. I'll go. And as you go on, you keep learning. You keep fine-tuning. But more importantly, if you have a human being, a personality, you can call him mentor. You can call the person a coach. I want to use the instrument. If you have someone who will serve like a tuning fork for you, that will be able to take you and sift you well, just like Samuel did to David. Trust me, you will succeed. Whatever you think you lacked, this person will transfer that grace to you and encourage you so well. It could be anybody. But would you listen is the thing. Let me talk about another cause. Your inability to prioritize makes you a procrastinator. And underneath that is poor management of time. You are uncertain of your priorities. You are uncertain of your goals. So when you are uncertain, 
then you will lack the skill to prioritize your tasks because you will get a sense that you're overwhelmed. Have you seen people say, ah, this work won't kill me. This work, oh boy, the work is too much. Stop blaming. A bad workman quarrels with his or her tools. What you have is a poor skill in prioritizing. You've not been able to see through it. And so you become a procrastinator. Ah, I will do this. Okay, don't worry. Um, come back in another hour. Another hour, the man is standing before you. Say, ah, oh God, sorry. I underestimated what I'm doing. Come on. You lack the skill of prioritizing your work. Do not blame it on the system. Blame it on yourself. Because I want to tell you something, friends. 2021, your ability to say no makes you a better person because you'll be honest about it. If someone comes to you and says, can I have this by so-so and so time? You say, I'm sorry, I cannot deliver by so-so and so time. Can I ask for an extension by so-so so time? You can have it 48 hours after. You can build in your buffer. And this person will walk away understanding that you've given him or her 48 hours to return. But then, if you're a procrastinator, that 48 may not be enough because you will turn around and do same in other aspects. And when 48 hours are up, the person comes calling, you'll sit there and say, I'm sorry, I'm just starting. I got overwhelmed. You are not overwhelmed. You are the problem. Deal with it. And so, I want us to deal with procrastination Go to the very root of it and begin to pull it out from the very root of our existence. Because if you are going to be successful in 2021 and beyond, you must take out procrastination as much as possible. You must be deliberate about it. Because if you're not deliberate about it, it could ruin you. Ruining here means it will set you into a space that you never imagined you would find yourself Are you doubting what I'm saying? Go ask different personalities. They'll tell you how they managed to get to a space where they never imagined they would be. I watched a movie the other day. I had a session with a client. And there was this beautiful movie that was, you know, kicked in. 21 Bridges. Fantastic movie. There were lessons I took out of it. I'm going to profile that movie someday. You will see the impact of not procrastinating. If you watch that movie, you'll find a particular character in the detective. The guy was never in the space of procrastination. But one thing was for sure. He knew where he was going. And so, I'm using that to save this. Please do not overload yourself with a lot of tasks at a specific time. You may face an overload of tasks at a specific time That will lead you to putting off doing the others when you should do them. As I come back on the second half, I'll walk you through the pathway of procrastination and how you and I can overcome this monster in our lives. We'll be right back. Stay blessed. This is Navigate with ID Enang. Welcome back, my friends. And just in case you're joining us, this edition is specially packaged to make us understand procrastination. That is one monster that eats into our inability to excel and execute the top priorities we have set for ourselves in life, whether career, family, finances, 
health, social, etc., etc. So why should we overcome procrastination? There are various disadvantages that could be associated with this. Number one, putting things off to the last minute almost always reduces your ability to perform at your best. Number two, procrastinators often never perform the required or desired task because they wait until it is too late. I mean, lastminute.com. That's the middle name of Nigerians. Lastminute.com. Number three, last-minute pressure produces stress. Number four, procrastination leads to stress and or decreased sense of well-being. And finally, which is a fifth, Daily delaying leads to chronic worry. Now, you would ask yourself, if you take those five, maybe I should give you another five. So let it be the sixth point. Knowing that a task still needs to be done makes it harder to enjoy the present. Number seven, knowing that you are letting yourself down can and probably will impair self-esteem. You see how those things eat in? They are little foxes that actually spoil the vine. The eighth point here is that procrastination limits our success. Number nine, effective results, and I mean effective results, cannot be achieved if you procrastinate to perform the important tasks. Number 10, success can only be gained by overcoming bad habits such as procrastination. Procrastination is a bad habit. So, you want to ask yourself, what are the types of procrastinators? From those who feel guilty about procrastinating to the ones who are simply lazy and pleasure seekers. So, let me try and push some of these types to you. And I want you to try and identify where you sit. Remember, we are on a journey to try and help ourselves come out of this malaise. So, here are the types. You have the guilty types. Number one, you have the avoiders. Number two, you have the disorganized types. Number three, you have the self-doubters. Number four, you have the passive-aggressive. Number five, you have the perfectionists. And number six, you have the lazy ones or pleasure seekers or those you might term as lazy. And in order for you to overcome procrastination, there are various strategies that you can use to try to overcome it. It's a monster. It just eats into the intrinsic and it gets into your mind. And once it gets in there, you start looking for, mm, how can I get out of it? No, you don't even think about it. We keep piling it. Procrastination is something that piles. So I will do it tomorrow. Tomorrow comes. And then, ah, okay, I'll do it tomorrow, Sha. And then the other tomorrow comes and then, ah, Okay, next week. Next week comes. Next week comes and, ah, now wow. Okay, next month, I promise. I'll do it. Next month comes. It piles. One thing I want to say, friends, you must remember there is no rehab for procrastination. It is something you have to conquer yourself. And some of the ways to conquer procrastination are the following, limited, not necessarily all, all here, but subject to some of the little things you can do that will make the difference. Number one, that you can use a daily schedule and a weekly diary. 
I'm giving you a very simplistic tool. Number two, you can prioritize and set achievable targets. You are only under your authority. Let me tell you why. There is nothing in this life you cannot buy time with. Buy time. No matter what anybody says to you, you can request for more time and they will allow you. Don't put pressure on yourself. Oh, my boss said, sir, please, can I come back to you in so-so and so time? Buy time. Don't be under pressure. You can also revise targets. If yesterday I said to you, sir, that we will deliver 2,000 cases today, if by today or yesterday we start seeing that it is not possible, I should come back to you and inform you that given where we are and the current run rate and production rate, our chances of hitting 2,000 quite slim. So please, can we revise that to 1,500? Hit or miss, it is better to communicate it. One way you can also conquer procrastination is to acknowledge progress. Many of us do not acknowledge progress. Let's take our country, Nigeria, as an example. I know a lot of things that are so wrong, but let's also acknowledge that we've made progress in some little, it could be baby steps, but we've made progress in certain light. When that time comes, we should acknowledge progress because it helps. The sixth point I would like, or the, that must be my fifth point, stay focused. Stay focused. Number six, avoid useless activities. These are activities that have no bearing, no value to your life. They are amputators. They are time wasters. Do you know a typical time waster for some of you listening to me is WhatsApp. It's a time waster. Many of you just sit there, minutes, going through group chats. By the time you realize it, two hours. What have you been doing? Just exchanging, reading, laughing. Ex- two hours have just gone. And the next minute you realize you've not even lifted a finger. Have you ever imagined getting into the little room and then you take your phone with you and you just want to check messages? What would have taken you, maybe on a good day, 15 minutes, you are there for an hour. And if you live in, you know, a communal area where some other person needs to come use the bathroom, when they knock, you say, ah, okay, you know, come out. You now realize, then it hits you that, man, I've been here for an hour. And if you're not one that is so fit to see how the muscles will start twitching, even your muscles will start telling you, okay, you don't sit on tail. You know, go move. Avoid useless activities. You must also, in overcoming procrastination, reward yourself. Be able to say to yourself, I have done well. For this milestone, here's something I'm giving to myself as a trophy. That trophy could be anything. It could be emotional, it could be psychological, it could be as well as you physical, just deciding to give yourself a treat. What it does, it psychologically helps you say, I can do it. Once I'm able to get into the doing mode, it happens. You also need to evaluate success in terms of what you've accomplished because that's what allows you the opportunity to reward yourself. You must also note that you must face your fears that may be 
behind your procrastination. Face your fears. Face them. Check and monitor feelings of anxiety and depression. It's very critical, friends. And this tenth one is celebrate your mistakes. You know, you just wonder, how do I celebrate my mistake? You laugh about it. You're with your friends. Ah, you say, oh boy, you won't believe what happened to me. I went left instead of right. And guess what? Last man caught me. And man, I had to pay a fine of 10K to the government. Now, you will say that with a lot of relish, you know, with your friends. Trust me, the next time, they'll be the ones to remind you, oh boy, no take left again, no go right. But because of that mistake, you've now learned something out of it. What are the lessons that you've learned from an ill or a past that was not pleasurable? I think you should learn to change your lexicon by replacing should and fear with want and need in order to get motivated. And finally, I want to stop here. Stop focusing on faults and flaws. Many of you focus too much on faults and flaws, so negative energy. That negative energy ultimately takes you a frame away from delivering what you need. Friends, procrastination is an action. What inspires you to procrastinate is a combination of two things. One is your belief that taking action now would be unpleasant in some way. The second is your emotions. The feelings that get stirred up inside when you think of taking action on something you would rather not do. So what are the kind of actions you're talking about? Procrastination, avoidance. Feelings, you become tense, anxious, or fearful. But when it comes to thoughts, you'll be saying to yourself, I'm going to mess this up. So between actions, feelings, and thoughts, those three come in, they play into you. And before you know it, you have sat right in the middle of a procrastination model. It's about you understanding that your thoughts, feelings, and actions can come through. Or if you are to take cognizance of that as an eel, as a monster, what it means is that when it comes to your actions, just take action, make progress. You'll see that there'll be a difference. When it comes to thoughts, just get started. It doesn't have to be perfect. When you start telling yourself, can I do it? Am I capable? Just kick off. Just do it. Learn as you go on. When it comes to feelings, rather than you sitting there and saying, I'm anxious, I'm fearful, I'm tense. You know what you need? You just need some dose of empowerment. You need some dose of encouragement. And that's why the kind of people you have around you will be the ones to either salute you, project you, propel you, or be the ones to pull you down. If you have a lot of PGHD holders around you, the only way you keep going is going down because their duty is to pull him or her down. They are PhD, pull him or her down. But if you have the right people, They'll empower you. They'll encourage you. And when they do, procrastination will begin to push you away. You know, I'm so grateful to God for the kinds of, you know, social network and the, the setting I have. One thing I know for sure, my wife will deal with me 
there and then. When I say, she say, stand up, lazy dozen, and just go do it. And when she says lazy dozen, I know she's saying, you're about to procrastinate. We've done that for almost 27 years. So lazy dozen started from when we were like, you know, we just got, we're cutting and she's, when she says that, I know. When I start giving excuses and she says, mm, lazy dozen. Now, lazy dozen has become like a lingo that tells me, hey, get up and do it, my friend. So she sits there. And then within my work, I also have my boss at the office, Esther. She will tell me, boss, let's do it. You have to do it. Do it now that it's on your mind. You know, what I'm telling you is that we all have the structures around us. But the question is, do we listen? Or we just take it as water on the back of a duck? So whereas God has planted specific people to help you on your journey, if you just see them as, hmm, this one, they disturb me, don't come again, you won't do it. And you'll continue. And this monster will keep eating you up. Before you know it, you'll be there. So what am I saying, friends? There are absolute procrastination triggers. Because procrastination is triggered by, number one, resentment. Number two, confusion or uncertainty. I talked about failure. It is also triggered by fear of success. There are some people that are afraid of success. Ah, what? Make a, ah! Criticism, as little as it looks, can tr trigger procrastination. It's a skill deficit that will make you feel inferior. A complex is a trigger for procrastination. And you say, no, I can't. Unrealistic timing. So your procrastination might be triggered by resentment if you have a hard time saying no. If you are often bullied into things. If you are a people pleaser. If you feel taken advantage of. And if you are one of those that fears confrontation, then it will fuel it. And this is how to fix resentment as an example. Listen. When you defer mindfully, you need to pick a higher priority task to do instead. Pick something that is higher that will challenge you a lot more. You can also decide to ditch it. Just say no. You can also fix by diluting the impact. Focus on your worthy goal. Just go with what you want to do. Delegation is actually a resentment fixer. Delegate it. Or like I've always said, the swoosh. Just do it. Sometimes we all have to do things we don't like. When your procrastination is triggered by confusion, you feel a sense of hopelessness. You do not have a clear understanding of your next steps. You feel angry because it seems someone wants you to read their mind. You do not have a clear vision of your desired outcome. So, you have to fix it. So, my dear friends, in overcoming procrastination, there are certain things we need to do differently. So you'll permit me to veer off as I make some categorical statements, starting from the little and most profound. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. Procrastination can come from that simple space. Many of us make vows, but the spirit of procrastination creeps in and we keep deferring, deferring, deferring. 
The antidote to it is to commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Remember I talked about thoughts, feelings, and actions. When you commit your works to the Lord, definitely your thoughts will be established. And I love the way it's put in Proverbs. It says, a man's heart plans his way, but it is actually God that directs his steps. Really and truly, most of the time, we tend to think we are in charge, but we have no charge. The only charge you have is a moment. Anything can happen thereafter. And so why do you invest in some other time that you have no control over? When you know that the next step you may take may not be the right step, why do you think you are in charge? Yes, it is good for us to plan. It is good that our heart is set in the right space. The only way we can make it happen when we commit and direct our steps through the leading of God himself. And so what do you need to do is to keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. The heart is very key, friends. It is very key. Why is it very key? It is because many of us do not have the fear of God and that is the beginning of knowledge. When you have knowledge, there is understanding. And when there is understanding, it is not possible for you to be considered a fool because only fools despise wisdom and instruction. So, in listening to people, in listening to instructions, in listening to what people are telling you about a certain matter, you gain understanding, and as you gain understanding, your steps are well ordered. And as they are ordered, you are doing. And as you are doing, you are getting the results. The right man, at the right place, doing the right things, will always get the right results. Think about the converse. If you are in the wrong place, wrong time, doing the wrong thing, you'll get the wrong results. Sometimes it just comes by sheer opportunity. It could also come by sheer misunderstanding. So, my dear friends, we're coming back to the table of brotherhood and asking ourselves, what are the lessons learned? We've gone through this short treatise, if you may call it that, talking about procrastination. What are you going to do differently from this moment? Every single act, every single plan, every single priority you've set, it's time for you to move into the do mode. The do mode is the now mode. Anytime you defer whatever you're meant to do now into a future, you must make sure that that future is guarded. You can guard the future by having accountability partners, people that will support you, people that will serve as reminders. Even your alarm clock is a small accountability partner. I need to see X, Y by 10 o'clock. You set an alarm, 10 minutes to, and when 10 minutes to the time comes, it rings, and then you recall, oh, yeah, that's the 10 o'clock. You understand. So all I'm saying to you, friends, in overcoming procrastination, we need to understand what the causes are, why we need to overcome them, how we need to overcome them. We need to understand the procrastination triggers, the steps to beat procrastination, how to prioritize our time, how to sit within the confines of goals, our goals, and how to ensure that those goals do not fall 
victims of procrastination, the place of motivation, the place of self-confidence, self-esteem, all of these friends are necessary ingredients to help you overcome procrastination. I hope that having listened to this simple episode, you and I will turn a new leaf and ensure that we do not serve ourselves the title of procrastinators. Friends, next week I'm going to look at two critical aspects. One is about risk-taking, and then thereafter we'll look at the subject that I love so much. It's one which a lot of us take for granted. Let me keep you in suspense because risk-taking is the first one, but the second one will be discretion. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions for me, please send them to contact at navigatewithid.com. The ID is spelled I-D-Y. Or you can also take advantage of my social media handles and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G. Each of them are platforms for you to ask questions and I'll trust God to grant me grace to be able to walk with you as we walk ourselves through that journey. And there's a place, as I always say, called there. We will get there by God's grace. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye.